from the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine. Now here's your host, Matt Andrews. Greetings and welcome to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine here on the Ohio News Network. Jim Lachey will join us here for our first show of the fall of this 23 season. We know what time it is when we talk to Mr. Lachey and we really appreciate his time. Your 27th season, Jim, of covering Ohio State football. Paul's been along for 26 of those. You're a, you're a former Buckeye, a former All-American Buckeye, great pro career. But at the end of the day, as the seasons change and you living here, this has just become kind of a ritual in a way of, of life for yeah, you, right? Yeah, pinch me, man. It's been so <laughs> much fun. Uh, you know, as you said, you get a chance to play at Ohio State every Ohio kids dream growing up, a chance to represent the Buckeyes, and got a chance to do that under Earl Bruce, and, you know, obviously got to know him very, very well over the years, and then, you know, on to the NFL for 11 years, and, uh, you know, after several surgeries, which happens for an offensive lineman at the end of your career, uh, we thought it would be a great place to raise our family back in Ohio, so we had a place in Marble Cliff uh, area, and we ended up buying another place there, and and really have been here ever since. Uh, my first year back, I worked for another station and did a sports morning brunch on Sunday and a and a Monday night show. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden the opportunity came uh, to do the Buckeyes. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I get to sit and talk about Ohio State football, something that's very close to my heart. So it has been a lot of fun, a lot of great football. Uh, obviously, we could talk all day about the coaches that we've been involved with from, you know, Coach Cooper to... Coach Tressel, Coach Fickle, who's obviously an opponent now up there at Wisconsin, and then Urban Meyer, his success, and now Ryan Day, a first-time head coach here at Ohio State, is doing an outstanding job in his fifth year. So it's been a great product to cover, and working with you, and as you said, Paul Keel, Skip Mossick, our executive producer who puts that show, you know, everything all together makes us look good each Saturday. Uh, it's just been a lot of fun, something I look forward to every fall. So here we go again, uh, you know, and another fall football and, you know, high school football, uh, you know, they're already three weeks into it. It's crazy. And is we'll talk about Luke and your family. Obviously, Luke's mm-hmm. in Iowa, but let's, let's stay with Ohio State right now. You have probably seen more practices than anybody outside the coaching staff for the, the actual team. Uh, with without spilling the beans, mm-hmm. and we're not going to start with a quarterback. We'll find that out as we go, and I'm sure as we've aired this, some of you have already seen game one. But that could be a, f- a fluid thing, right? Where we're going to see likely at least first few weeks a lot of both of them. Yeah, and, and again, when I've been to practice, both those guys have played well. So it's you know getting being second team is not a punishment. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean it's, and that the thing with quarterback though, which is kind of like kicker, uh, there's only one. You know, and you know you have multiple wide receivers, multiple offensive linemen on the defensive side. But a quarterback's unique. You got to pick one to stand underneath that center uh, and take the first snap. And you know, whoever the Buckeyes have under, I know one thing: they're both very qualified. Uh, you know, Kyle McCord. He's known Marvin Harrison since high school, and if they had a quite a connection in high school, so they'd probably like to relive that a little bit. And you know, I'm sure that he's done a lot, and I've seen him do a lot in practice to, to earn that that right and responsibility. But then you got a kid like Devin Brown, who's highly recruited, comes in here, he just makes keeps making enough plays and making you think, hmm, you know, this guy is awful special too. So, uh, good problem. I think most of these. Both these quarterbacks could start for about 10 of the teams throughout the league, you know, so it's a great problem to have. And historically, 
uh, as we talk 27 years. Uh, I've seen them have to use two quarterbacks quite often. Uh, it's college football. Uh, things happen, especially, uh, you know, when you run the quarterback every once in a while, things happen. We saw you know, the national championship year go through three of them and yet still win it all. So you better have depth at that position. And the good news for Buckeye fans is they do have depth at that position. The great news for those guys is they got weapons all around them. I mean, you know, not Marvin, just receivers, no, right? <laughs> not all around. Why, why, right, right in front of them, on the side of them, and behind them at running back, and obviously at tight end with with Cade Stover and G. Scott and Joe Royer over there getting a lot of playing time. So they they have some guys at every position that are you know top football players. So. I had an old line coach, Joe Bugle, who, by the way, coached with Woody Hayes here at Ohio State. His brother, Tom Bugle, played here under Woody Hayes at Ohio State, was a guard. But he used to, you know, always kind of go in there and think, hey, man, you got to have that ability to run the ball. And that's number one. You got to have that ability as an offensive line and mindset to run the ball. And then number two, the quarterback, his mindset should be, I'm driving this Porsche. I'm driving this race car. I'm driving this, you know. I got all the tools that I need. I just gotta keep it on the road. You know what I mean? Right, I, I don't right. don't don't get it off track. Don't get it off road. Don't take it through <laughs> the ditch. Just keep it on the road and bring it back to the shop. You know, looking in good shape because with all the weapons, you don't have to be the hero. Make the easy five foot five yard throw, turn it into a first down. You don't need the forty yarders. Sure, they're nice. Everybody loves those, but just take what the defense gives you and. You know, you got to think uh, opposing defenses the first couple of weeks are going to be blitz happy. But again, that's kind of a double edged sword with the quality receivers that you have on the other side. So, uh, you know, the quarterback's a big thing, but protection, and I'm sure we'll talk about that, is another big thing. We'll have more with Buckeye radio analyst Jim Lachey when we continue on the Ohio News Network. That was completely unprofessional oh, at that time. It. You come at me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's what you're going to get. I loved it. Awful. That's my type of party right there. Rothman and Ice, weekdays at noon. Sponsored by your local Pella Window showroom. The Fashion. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Jim Lachey joins us this week on the Ohio Sports Magazine to kick off this fall season. Jim, we hear Coach Day talking about a mature team, as mature team as he's had since he took over in 19. You've seen that in the camp. Do you agree with that? What makes this team a little bit more veteran than everybody else? Well, you look at Xavier Johnson, you know, guy that walked on here, uh, you know, came to Ohio State, you know, six-year guy, captain, uh, you know, wearing the zero block O jersey for the Buckeyes in honor of Bill Willis. Uh, so that, that says a lot there. He's been through some battles, you know, not only, you know, just, you know, being a non recruited guy to finding a way and a role and now captain. Uh, so you got leadership like that. We talked about Kate Stover at tight end, another kid, a fifth year guy, just an athlete. You know, I, I could see him playing about four different positions. I mean, he could probably play defensive end if he wanted to. He could probably play linebacker. We seen him do that in the Rose Bowl a few years ago. Incapable. He could probably play an H back, fullback type guy in the NFL, you know, the type of the way they use him. And then obviously a tight end. So he's a guy that's very capable of doing a lot of different things. And, you know, he's a great leader. He's a hard worker. Uh, you know, Mick Marotti, the strength coach at Ohio State, always talks about how he leads not only, you know, what you see on Saturday, but he's like that every day of the week. And then on the defensive side, Tommy Eichenberg, you know, two thumbs as they called him because he played last year with. Both hands broken. And that's not easy to do for a linebacker and yet have 120 tackles. Uh, so they got impressive guys, maturity. I think Coach Day likes that. He's got a bunch of guys that have been through some battles. 
So the big question that I've asked all year is about the quarterback, which I immediately deferred to. Well, mm-hmm. I would say the O-line is the bigger question. Do they have the tackles to protect? Can they run block? If they can run block, they're going to be healthy at running back. They could be really dangerous. What have you seen from the offensive line through camp? First of all, Justin Fry's done an you know, incredible job last year. They had 12 sacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, as many times as Ohio State threw the ball, averaged you know, 298 yards per game. To only have 12 sacks and average that shows that they're pretty good pass protections. They get good technique. Now it's just doing the little things. You know, can we pick up stunts? Can we pick up blitzes? Can we do all those type of things that we have to do? And then finish. You know, first of all, I always start with center because I think that's the most important. Every play starts with a good snap. And, uh, you know, that's what Carson Hensman or Victor Cutler Jr. I'm kind of leaning probably towards Carson Hensman getting that role. And I think he'll do a great job. But, Hey, now you got a big time nose guard over you. You know, it's loud. You're on the road. You got to have perfect snaps because if it's not, you know, everything else gets a little bit out of sync, especially if you're doing some timing type route. So that's always most important. And then when, so I think he can do that run block and I've seen him do it. Great news for Ohio State fans before we talk about tackles is we got great guards. Yeah. You know, Matthew Jones has been around for a long time in the program. Uh, earned his keep and has played some great football. And then Donovan Jackson, what he's been able to do, you know, throughout his career has been impressive already. And, you know, now he's back to do more. So they got two good guards in there that are great leaders inside, captain type guys that are, that are there on that line of scrimmage. And then a tackle, uh, picked up Josh Simmons out of San Diego State. And, uh, he really proved, you know, again, this was Coach Fry from being at UCLA, recruited him, knew of him. And then, you know, here he is after three years. They get a chance to reunite and, and coach him. And came in, uh, had him at right tackle, was doing some really good things over there. Put him over the left tackle, he just looked natural. Takes really good pass sets, is stout, and can take on a bull rush pretty good. Uses a good, does a good job with his hands. And again, is an effective run blocker. And then Josh Fryer, who has had some playing experience, will be over there at right tackle with Mahalski behind him. Uh, Shibola is probably going to play a little bit more guard right now. So they, they have a good mix. And again, you got to be ready to go. I was a second team guy for two years at Ohio State. You know, I'm waiting for your number to get called. And, you know, next thing you know, guy shoelace gets torn, you know, and, and you got to go in there. So yeah. you, you better have your backups ready to go. And I think Ohio State has that. Especially a guard with Enoch uh, Vahami. He's been there for a long time, and I, I think he's you know ready to get some playing time to step up if anybody has to you know needs a blow or stuff like that. But that all goes with that offense, and you know it all starts with that snap. And you feel like they built some depth over the camp because that was what was talked about a lot during the summer. When they get to camp, can they build that depth and get more guys ready? Yeah, they did, and they found a guy in Luke Montgomery, you know, a yeah. freshman, which you don't really expect to have depth, you know, right away as a freshman. But he stepped into that role at tackle. Uh, and the thing is, it looks like I, I, you could probably play him at all three positions. You know, he certainly hasn't trained at center yet, but he looks good at guard. He looks good at tackle, both right and left. So he takes good sets, strong kid, uh, you know, is a hard worker, has good knee bend. And I think it's just going to be, you know, getting better and better. And hopefully, you know, knocking on the door for some playing time uh, in some of these ball games. Jim, we think of last year, think of the game with the team up north. And then the bowl game against Georgia. This team's probably one defensive stop away mm-hmm. from having a national championship or certainly playing for one against TCU. That all being said, have you seen an improvement with defense? Coach talks about length and the backside of that defense. 
where have they made the most strides, and can they can they finish the deal this season? Do you believe? I think that defensive line has made great strides, oh, and I, I think that's 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 where you're going to win it. You know, you got to have great, every cornerback is. You know, we have a lot of great cornerbacks here, especially when the <laughs> Bosa brothers are playing defensive ends, because you know, hey, your job's a little bit easier when they only you know, they only has three seconds to come up with something. So they can't get very very far from you in three seconds if you're any good. It's when the guy can hold on forever and he has to run an eight second route and you have to defend that makes it hard. Hard. That's why you got to have pass rush, and I think Ohio State's going to have that uh, with Jack Shoyer, uh, Tui Malowau in there, number forty four on the other side. JTT has done a fabulous job. We saw him really break out against Penn State last year. Kenyatta Jackson has been very impressive, uh, and then Caden Curry, another kid, you know, in Indiana, going home to play against the Hoosiers over the weekend. So that'll be exciting for him to see how you know he does uh, and uh, will do throughout the course of the year. So it starts with that, pass rush, getting pressure on the quarterback, and then covering everybody up. You know, you make sure there's no confusion, uh, no pick routes, stuff like that. You know, whether you're zone or man, you got to make sure everybody's accounted for. And that's what you hope with the maturity you have at safety. Josh Proctor being around for a long time. Cam Martinez, you know, kind of being around for a long time, playing in a lot of football games here. It's time for those guys to step up that leadership. And then, you know, having... Jim Knowles have a guy like James Laurinaitis helping out with those linebackers, kind of getting everybody tied in. You know, they you know they kind of work like uh, uh, you know hand in a glove when you get that defensive backfield and working with those linebackers as far as covering zones and things like that. Everybody has to be you know perfectly right for it to fit right, and uh, I think they've done a good job of getting those things lined up. A few more topics with Jim Lachey when we continue on the Ohio Sports Magazine here on the Ohio News Network. Now is a great time to schedule a back-to-school dental appointment. Dr. Lori Fitzgerald, president of the Ohio Dental Association, is here to tell us more. Your child's teeth and gums need the right food, nutrition, and vitamins to grow strong and stay healthy. Help them maintain good oral health by brushing every morning and night, flossing, visiting the dentist twice a year, and developing good eating habits. As kids head back to school, it is important to know that foods and drinks high in sugar, acidity, and other cavity-promoting substances are often low in nutritional value and have the potential to create plaque capable of damaging tooth enamel. A back-to-school dental appointment can diagnose any potential problems and improve your child's oral health. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state, are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and obtain superior ongoing education and training. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know you are being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit ODA.org. Have you lost Ohio Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost, quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. 
Paid for by NHTSA. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Next week, as we come together for Labor Day cookouts and parades, don't lose sight of the real reason we're celebrating. Unions have always fought for the conditions that allow everyone to succeed. And that fight continues today. OEA is proud to help Ohio's educators use their voices together to continue to improve public education for every student. No exceptions. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Do you have foot pain? Foot pain is not normal regardless of your age or job. Podiatric physicians are the most qualified doctors to care for your feet and can provide important foot care solutions or shoe inserts to better manage foot pain. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. We've been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Jim Lachey, Ohio State Sports football radio analyst, joins us on the Ohio Sports Magazine this week. There are about four things I want to run through real quick with you. On the East schedule, the Buckeyes certainly have those same group of teams. That's going to change. But who do you like? Obviously, Michigan's loaded. Penn State, the Buckeyes, it's just, again, a stacked East. Could be two maybe even a third team in the mix for a, a playoff spot. And then your thoughts on the West as well, where it appears to be perhaps even a, an Iowa-Wisconsin-Minnesota head duel. Yeah, you know, look what happens the last couple of years. Michigan's won the line of scrimmage, and they won the ball games. And, you know, Ohio State had a lead in that game at home, just couldn't tie the knot, gave up some big plays on the back end. But still, with what they did throughout the regular course of the year, being 11-1, they made the playoffs, you know, and were a field goal away from maybe, you know, yeah. playing for a national championship. So, um, certainly, you know, when it comes down to that, those type of games, you got to be ready to go and look at those teams as quality. So, Michigan's right up there. You know, they're, they're back-to-back champs, uh, played in the Big Ten Championship, back-to-back championship uh, champs. So, they're the king of the East right now. And, it, you know, it hurts to say that, but that's just the truth. Ohio State's knocking on the door, Penn State. Uh, new quarterback. They have a great running game. They got a pretty good offensive line now where their defense would be the same. You know, Joey Porter Jr., not there anymore on that side of the ball. Got an outstanding linebacker in Carter. So they'll have some guys that can fly around and make some plays. But for the Buckeyes, they get an opportunity to play those at home. So that's a win for them. Hopefully, it has been the last several years. Uh, and then, you know, you look a little bit further down in the Big Ten East. You know, it's, it's just those guys are all, you know, battling. Maryland thinks they're there. Yeah, yeah. They're made bowls, you know, so they're doing well. If if they can do well in the West and half and half in the East, they're going to be okay. When you look out to the West, though, you look at Kurt, Coach Ferentz in his 25th year, what he's been able to accomplish, you know, he, he's got steady now with a quarterback in Cade McNamara, so hopefully that offense can be a little bit more. The drive for 325, right? 325 a game, or 25 points a game for 13 games, so uh, to keep to keep things going over there. And then the defense under Phil Parker has been outstanding. Uh, Air Raid, now at Wisconsin. I, I got to think with Braylon Allen, they're still going to hand off between the tackles a Pretty few times. Yeah, I don't think they've transitioned totally in, into a pass blockers yet over there at Wisconsin, but they're going to be good with Luke Fickle at the helm. And then, you know, Minnesota, you know, they're always PJ Flex found a way to win a lot of ball games. And, uh, you know, this, they'll get started against Nebraska. So, um, it, it's going to be exciting out there, you know, and this will be the last year for the East West. So, as of now, you know, if we keep <laughs> adding teams, <laughs> there, there might be four divisions before we know. 
Let's stay with Iowa. Your son, Luca Jr., was in Indy as a captain. Is he a captain? Uh, Do we know that, on that right now, okay. so I don't know right. that for sure. Was yeah. in Indy representing Iowa yes, at Media Day. You went as a dad. Yeah. Uh, how cool was that? And the experience he's had, just so... Just an awesome thing to see him play here in Columbus last year. Oh, no, it has been. It's been a great experience. You know, um, when 2020 canceled his senior season in basketball, you know, they were a couple games away, hopefully, from a state championship. Had a track team that, you know, could compete maybe for a state championship. And that got all got canceled. He just kind of turned his devotion to Iowa football and, and started getting big. He was like 205 at that time and reported about 230, and now he's up to about 254. So, He's just, uh, you know, they've worked hard with him. Um, it's typical with Iowa. You know, they kind of have a history, a vision with guys, what they can mold into because they've had some success at that tight end level. So they see what they like in a guy. And then don't worry, but we'll get you big. We'll teach you how to block. And, and that's been able to work for him. But it's been a great experience, you know. Certainly like to win a few more ball games. But as far as uh, being in a great city, being in a great big town stadium, uh, big time stadium in Kinnick, uh, you know, with the wave and playing for a great guy like Coach Ferentz, those have been all positives throughout his career. And he's going to graduate. So, uh, you know, things are all looking very positive. Been on the Dean's list three times, which I'm yep. excited for. Uh, and football's going well. He's learned from some great guys ahead of him, Sam Laporta, for a couple years. He's now uh, in the NFL. So, He's excited about his future, what he can do, and, and uh, you know, hopefully win some more games this year and uh, contend for that Big Ten West. But he's having a great experience, and my wife Ann gets a chance to go out every week. So uh, uh, she's a regular in Iowa City. He's made tons of friends, and I enjoy it when I get the opportunity to go, which I will September 30th, Ohio State's by. Intelligent young man, great family. We appreciate you. I was going to ask you about Gene. We'll save that maybe for another segment down okay, the road. But okay. uh, we, uh, we we appreciate the forward to another season. Jerry Emick tells us the combined group <laughs> has about 100 years of experience. And you and Masek and Keels make up three, uh, nine decades worth of that. It skips 40% <laughs> of it. Yeah. You know, we're, we're just the other part. We're 20-20-20. So, no, uh, you know, like I said, we got a chance to work with Skip, who's been around at the station even longer. But he's been with Ohio State since, you know, I've been here. And uh, Jerry does a great job yep. over at Ohio State. We always appreciate, you know, getting with him, and especially on Tuesdays. And I get to see him over at practice with his, when, uh, you know, he, he lets his boots down a little bit, so to speak. You're the man. My road trip, Ruby. We'll Let's see go. you. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you as we go. The first half the season is in the Hoosiers' state. Exactly. We'll get our cards punched there. Thanks, Jim. See ya. Jim Lachey, Ohio State football radio analyst, our guest on the Ohio Sports Magazine. We'll have more in a moment here on the Ohio News Network. Bishop and Friends. It has not been a steady diet of dual threat guys. For a long period now, he has recruited pro-style, sling-it-around quarterbacks. Bishop and Friends. Sponsored by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The Fashion. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. Now let's check in on Cleveland. Eric Reeser joins us from the Ohio News Network. Talking with Tyvis Powell, a national champion defensive back at Ohio State, former NFL safety, current analyst on the Cleveland Browns radio network. You can hear him on ONN affiliate WBNS FM in Columbus and see his lovely face Saturday mornings on the Big Ten Network's Big Ten Tailgate. 
Uh, Tyvus will start in the NFL and make our way to some college news. NFL teams finalized their first 53-man rosters earlier this week, and the Cleveland Browns parted ways with Cade York after a brutal preseason and a less-than-thrilling regular season last year. Why do you think things went so poorly with York and Cleveland? You know, it's a lot of things, you know. um, Obviously, he's got a new special teams coach. You know, that could play a part of it. And I think that he just started his career off just so high. You know, he, he comes in his first regular season attempt. He hits a 58-yard field goal, and everybody loves him. And then, you know, kind of things were just kind of wishy-washy from that season, from the season on. Um, I think that it was good for him to, you know, when it was time to resign, he decided to go to Tennessee. Um, I think he might need a new change of scenery. Obviously, nobody wants to be on pre-squad and just be wishing and hoping. So with Tennessee, hopefully, you know, he it's nice weather out there. He don't have to worry about the harsh conditions that Cleveland is. And their fan base might be a little bit more patient with him there. So hopefully things can happen and he can figure things out and he can become a really good kicker. A trio of Buckeye rookies made the Browns roster. Ronnie Hickman, Dewan Jones, and Luke Whipler. Tyvis, what do you expect from those three in their rookie season? Well, Dewan Jones, I think he he's the one that's going to be preparing because, you know, John Conklin, he's always in and out of the lineup. You know, he, he deals with injuries. So I think that they kept Dewan Jones. Actually, he had a phenomenal preseason, but I think that if he has to go in the game, I think things will be fine. Um, as far as Ronnie Hickman goes, I mean, he was a playmaker this preseason. I think he got his hand on three balls for interceptions. You can always utilize that on defense. Plus, he plays an important role on special teams. He is the PP, which is the on punt. That's the guy right, right in front of the, the punter that makes the – the call so teams know what coverage or how to block the the pump block team. Very, very important role on special teams. So he'll play that and be successful there. I think his role will be more on the special team side. And then as Nick as Luke Whippler goes, you know, the center position is something that obviously he's good at, but he was playing some guard. So I think that if somebody goes down, it's nice that he has versatility. He can come in there and play center or guard, and I think he can be very successful at that. But for him, it's just about him growing and continuing to get bigger and getting better. I think everybody can agree, Tyvis, that the overall success of this Browns team rests largely on the quarterback and play of Deshaun Watson. What do you make of his preseason, and what should expectations be for him, at least at the start of this season? Well, his preseason I thought was pretty good. You know, I think he came out there and showed that he had his confidence back. If you think about him last year in the six games, you know, obviously he was dealing with a lot of the the off-the-field issues, and it was really messing with him mentally, and I don't think he could lock back in. He couldn't get back to that guy that he was in in Houston because he had other things on his mind, and it's hard to try to separate those two things when it's you got to hear all the negative stuff and you're still dealing with the legal battles. And then you try to put that away for a Sunday game. It just doesn't, it's just not enough time in the world to be able to balance all of that. So now that he got majority of that behind him, it seems like to me he's focused on football because I think he understands how important this season is, not just for him, but for the whole Browns organization. And when you talk about coaches who might be on the jobs, might be on the line, you talk about players who might want, want to be, want to trade after the season, if things don't go well. So I think there's a lot riding on this season. And when I watched him play, I could see the confidence. I could see him going through his reads. I could see him not being afraid to make plays with his legs. I think all of those intangibles make him a really good quarterback, and that's what's going to make him really good come September 10th. Talking with Tyvis Powell, a national champion defensive back at Ohio State, former NFL safety, current analyst on the Cleveland Browns radio network. And you can see him starting Saturday mornings 
in the fall on the Big Ten Network's Big Ten tailgate. Uh, like you said, Browns have the Bengals in Cleveland next Sunday. Uh, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati's quarterback, practiced in pads for the first time earlier in this week. He's been out since July after a calf injury, but is expected to start against the Browns. Tyvis, do you think this changes anything for Jim Schwartz and the Browns' defense, or do they have everything pretty much already planned out game-wise? No, I think today, I think Jim Schwartz has come in and, and kept the defense very simple. You know, get after the quarterback by any means. And I think that's what these pass rushers love about Jim Schwartz. I mean, you see how they were in the preseason, whether it was the ones, twos, or threes, they were all relentless and they were all getting, or very successful at getting to the quarterback. That's going to be a huge part. Obviously, Miles Garrett didn't play in this preseason and we know what he brings to the table with the Cleveland Browns. So you add him into the mix, it should be special. You know, the, we'll find out if, you know, Cincinnati has done a good job of bolstering up their offensive line, but we'll, they'll be put to the test when they go up against this Browns D line and this Jim Schwartz coached. D-line because, like I say, in the preseason, they were very active. I don't expect nothing differently from them. I think, if anything, it favors with Joe Burrow having a calf injury. It kind of favors the Browns a little bit because instead of four men going out on routes, you know, maybe you had that running back and that tight end stay in for extra protection since Joe won't be as mobile as he normally is. So it should work in the Browns' favor as long as those DBs come to play. All right, we'll go to the college game now, and your alma mater, Ohio State, opens the regular season on the road at Indiana. Ryan Day finally named a starting quarterback earlier this week in Kyle McCord. Day says Devin Brown will get plenty of playing time against the Hoosiers, but Tyvis, what do you make of the quarterback situation at Ohio State where Devin Brown seemingly challenged McCord all offseason to put Ryan Day in the situation that he found himself in? <laughs> You know what? I loved it. I love the fact that, you know, it seems like Kyle McCord should be the guy, but if you come to Ohio State, nothing's written in stone. You know, you, you don't know. There's no rule that says you have to come here and be a backup for you for a couple of years. If you feel like you can, you're good enough to go for that job, you go out there and you compete for it. And I appreciate Devin Brown for having that competitive nature of being able to go out there and compete for that starting job. You know, if Kyle McCord does ultimately win this battle, because I still think it's up in the air a little bit, but if Kyle McCord ultimately wins this battle, that means that he his competitive spirit rose a little bit as well, and he was able to beat out a guy who was really coming for that job. So I think the better man will win this job, and I'm, I actually appreciate Devin Brown for doing what he's doing, and I hope he does have a – you know, when he gets his moment in there in the in the Indiana game, I hope he does make a couple of plays because you never know. You know, see, 12 games is a long time, and, you know, injuries is a part of the game, and if he has to go in there, it'd be nice to have some confidence in the backup guy as well. Tyvis Powell, my guest. You can hear him all over the Buckeye State, the current analyst on the Cleveland Browns Radio Network, ONN affiliate WBNS-FM in Columbus, and see him starting Saturday mornings in the fall on the Big Ten Network's Big Ten Tailgate. Tyvis, thanks so much for your time today, bud. Thank you. Go Bucks. Go Brown. Thanks, Eric. Up next, we head south here in the Buckeye State. Paul Keels checks in on Cincinnati right here on the Ohio News Network. When the coach speaks, we listen. Ryan Day's weekly press conference comes your way every Tuesday at noon. Sponsored by the Roofing Guys. For all your roofing, siding, and gutter needs, contact the Roofing Guys at theroofingguys.com. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. Now let's go to Paul Keels on the Ohio Sports Magazine, checking in on Cincinnati. 
It's a pleasure, as always, to talk to Jeff Carr, part of the group that does the Locked on Reds podcast, along with Steve Hoffenbaker. Jeff, thanks, as always, for taking the time. You know, uh, talking with both you and Steve in recent weeks, we've kind of focused on maybe some of the pitching issues, but is it now where we've seen, at least at midweek here, before the West Coast trip is finished, the hitting has kind of gone on snooze a little bit? Yeah, it certainly seems like there's been kind of a downtick in the production from the plate, uh, especially when you compare it to, you know, we, we kind of looked at the beginning of May through the end of uh, June. They were absolutely on fire, scoring almost five and a half runs a game. And from the beginning of July through now, they're scoring just under four and a half a game. So something has changed. And, you know, it, it may be a little bit of the of the league adjusting to them a bit, but I think there's also been a strange shift in approach where it seems like they're going up there, they're taking a lot more pitches. And, and you know, patience was something that we said that Ellie De La Cruz needed to develop, but it really seems like even if it's a fastball, He's not swinging at it right now. And I feel like there's just no explanation for why Ellie De La Cruz should not be swinging at a fastball. The dude can crush those things. It's all of the, you know, breaking stuff that he has trouble with. And, and I just, I wonder a little bit if it's kind of a mandate and maybe even an overcorrection from the hitting coaching staff. You know, Jeff, you talked about the league adjusting and want to go back to that for a second. Is that something that's even more prominent when as much as we all wanted to see the young players play early? That's where there's a peril in so many young players playing at once? Oh, 100%, because there's no tape on these guys. The opposing pitchers really just have to kind of go into it as if they're you know, approaching somebody that either doesn't know how to play the game or they're not really sure what kind of damage they can do. And so they feel them out, they throw them more strikes, they throw them more fastballs, and that's when the Reds were just feasting on everything because nobody knew how to pitch to them. Now that they do, you start to see the added talent because, you know, we, we always talk about five tool players and the, and the abilities that they have on the field. The one tool that nobody really talks about is their mental tool. Like, how can they adjust? How can they adjust mid-pitch, mid-at-bat, mid-game, let alone, you know, week-to-week? And, and that's really where these players get their growth from. We've seen it from Matt McClain. I feel like he has shown the just very innate ability to adjust. And, and and maybe it's taking Ellie a little bit longer to get there, but we still have seen flashes from him at different times. So I'm not worried about him in the slightest. It's just some players have different learning curves. And that's really where I think a lot of folks have kind of not necessarily grasped why this Reds team has dropped down a little bit. But even more so, it just it kind of feels like maybe the overcorrection has happened from the coaching staff, and now the players are trying to sort of mix what they've heard with what they know. Is it a little coincidental, Jeff, that this happened when Jonathan India was out with injury, and does that also give you pause when you think about Matt McLean being out now? Definitely with McLean being out, it's, it's a huge deal because Talent-wise, I think you could make an obvious argument that Matt McClain is a better second baseman than Jonathan India is. Just India brings a clubhouse mentality with him, and he's still been with the team the whole time he's been hurt. It's just he's not been on the field with them. And I wonder if there's an impact there. I mean, it's a very easy thing to point at and say they're 11-17 and since Jonathan India's got on the injured list. 
but I don't necessarily know that he has been the biggest factor in all of that. I mean, his season as a whole has been pretty average. It's been pretty okay. It's not been bad, but it's not been great. And when you take that out of the lineup, then you're kind of taking some consistency, but I don't think it's necessarily as detrimental because I've heard some people say, see, this is the reason why they can't get rid of him and they need to sign him to an extension. I'd pump the brakes on that a little bit, but (laughs) it's, it's definitely a coincidence. Loved hearing you and Steve talk about whether or not making a trade at the deadline or not making a trade was the right thing. Boy, that's certainly an easy one to fall on either side of, isn't it? It really is, and and it's all dependent on where you think this front office's strategy was. Because if they thought they could make the playoffs this year, then absolutely they should have made more of an effort at the trade deadline to acquire players. But I think that they were approaching this deadline as they did in 2019. Remember, in 2019, they weren't necessarily in the playoff race, but they weren't necessarily a bad team either. And that's when they got Trevor Bauer. I think they were looking for a similar deal where they could get a player with a couple of years of control that could really affect their team. But the prices were exorbitantly higher than they were in 2019, and that's what led them to stand pat. Because I I firmly believe, and it's not as if Nick Kroll has come out and said that, but I firmly believe that Nick Kroll looked at two things. He looked at, number one, the adjustment period that was coming for these young players, and understanding that a couple of arms in the bullpen and maybe a starter wasn't going to, you know, either hide it or get rid of that. And then number two, they were just planning that all along, as fun as this year has been, the goal has always been we're making the playoffs in 2024. Understand. Jeff Carr from the Lockdown Reds podcast. Always appreciate your insight, Jeff. Absolutely. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Now is a great time to schedule a back-to-school dental appointment. Dr. Lori Fitzgerald, president of the Ohio Dental Association, is here to tell us more. Your child's teeth and gums need the right food, nutrition, and vitamins to grow strong and stay healthy. Help them maintain good oral health by brushing every morning and night, flossing, visiting the dentist twice a year, and developing good eating habits. As kids head back to school, it is important to know that foods and drinks high in sugar, acidity, and other cavity-promoting substances are often low in nutritional value and have the potential to create plaque capable of damaging tooth enamel. A back-to-school dental appointment can diagnose any potential problems and improve your child's oral health. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state, are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and obtain superior ongoing education and training. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know you are being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit ODA.org. Have you lost Ohio Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers. 
to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Next week, as we come together for Labor Day cookouts and parades, don't lose sight of the real reason we're celebrating. Unions have always fought for the conditions that allow everyone to succeed. And that fight continues today. OEA is proud to help Ohio's educators use their voices together to continue to improve public education for every student. No exceptions. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Do you have foot pain? Foot pain is not normal regardless of your age or job. Podiatric physicians are the most qualified doctors to care for your feet and can provide important foot care solutions or shoe inserts to better manage foot pain. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. We've been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. The Fan. The Fan. Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. It's the ultimate Cleveland sports show. And let's check in with our producer, Colin Berenger. Thanks, Matt. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, the guys are counting down to the season with the rankings of the best players on the Browns roster. And they make it to number seven about a defensive tackle that's new to the team and has high expectations. And next up in our 32 and 32 series, Jay, is number seven, Dalvin Tomlinson. Bull, you've been giving us your list as we coincide here. Where'd you have Dalvin Tomlinson on your 32 and 32 uh, list? I had Dalvin Tomlinson. Eight. So, we're so seven good. versus eight. So pretty yeah. much right in the same vein. Yep. Do you guys agree Davin Tomlinson yep. is in the right spot, at least the right area? I do. All in consensus? Yep. I mean, top, I, I have, I'm doing groups between six and ten. Yeah. I would like He's to right say there. top five, but yeah, I, would I could probably come up with five more important. But given right. the problems this team had at defensive tackle last year, 100%. He's the top 10 most important player. He was a huge pickup, much needed addition. Like I said earlier, I'm still not convinced. Defensive tackle is fixed. I need to see it first, but hopefully, obviously, he's one of the big pieces to What's fix your it. concern there? Because you said that earlier in the show. Just depth and uh, just over. I, I don't have concerns about Dalvin Tomlinson. Right. But who else out there? Are we 100% sure? No, nobody. Nobody else. So, like, there's one. Okay. But there's a lot more to go, and yeah. so I just I just need to see it before I can say okay that's solved they fixed that right I think they I think they uh, they got a bargain I think I think Maurice Hurst has played very well in the preseason um, for what they what they paid for he was right. a guy he was a top you know high value pick out of Michigan had some injuries. He's flashed. He's had some sacks. He's been in on some tackles. And he was great his first two years in the league. Yeah, he was good. And so the last two years, he's been hurt a lot. So, But he, right now, he's healthy. I, I like him, but it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. I think Jason's point is fair. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to prove at defensive tackle for they, the Browns. Yeah. They have a, they have a, I think the defensive line has a really big upside, right? No doubt. Oh, I agree. Yeah. But there's a, but and it, they moved their floor up a little bit, too, with, the, with some of the sure. guys they got. Yeah. Listen, no matter... I think we've gone a little overboard on how good we think they're going to be, especially early, because this, it's a new defense with completely new defensive line outside of Miles Garrett. But there's no doubt, like, the downside for the Browns' defensive line is probably mediocrity and not absolute trash like it was last year. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's I, 
I think we shouldn't be surprised if the defensive line has some growing pains early in the season. To catch the full breakdown, just search the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube, subscribe to their page, and enjoy daily content covering all things Cleveland sports. We'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue on the Ohio News Network. It's Thursday night NFL on the fan. The Lions head to KC to battle with the Chiefs. Live coverage starts Thursday night at 8. Sponsored by Roosters. A fun casual joint. Your radio home of the NFL, the fan. Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. That'll put a wrap on this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Thanks to my guest, Jim Lachey, as well as our Locked On contributions for the week. Now for Paul Keels, Eric Reeser, and Colin Berenger, I'm Matt Andrews. We'll have a new episode of the Ohio Sports Magazine next week, right here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM 